Hey, 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 it's your girl. Just call me Jay Nicole. And this bookcast is about none other than why yours truly. But most importantly, it's about life with my bookends. So who are or what are my bookends, you may ask? They're my wonderfully talented two sons, also known as my heart and my heartbeat. Without them, life just was incomplete. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, but one of the biggest things that I desired in life was to become a mother. And at 18, I was told that there was a slim to none chance that that would even happen. So when God bestowed them upon me, they made my life complete. And they hold me upright. They give me perspective on what life is and what I should be doing in life. They actually give me purpose each and every day. And because of them, I now have this podcast to share with you the day in the life of the Walkers, or more specifically, the day in the life of Just Call Me Jay Nicole and life with my bookends. Hey, 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 guys, it's your girl, Just Call Me Jay Nicole, and I'm back with yet another episode. So if that sounds a little spaced out, I have this new device, I'm trying to work it and navigate it, and something popped up as soon as I start recording. Nonetheless, let's move on and persevere. So as you guys know, I've been doing a series of evolution of the um, relationships, um, is what I've called it, a series of podcasts, you say. And I want to keep the ball rolling. I want to say last week I put up in my IG stories or yeah, it's my IG stories that this week was going to be a discussion of praying for your spouse and how that actually helps for the evolution of the relationship. Right. So I'm a good old Southern girl. We call ourselves grits, you know, girls raised in the South. And down here in these parts of the Bible Belt, you're taught about praying right from the rip. I knew how to pray. I knew how to speak in tongue. Um, If you don't know what that is, Google it. I went to church. Seemed like every day that end with the letter Y. My grandmothers were on the usher board. They were heavily into different... um, committees and boards within the church. I almost felt like they were BFFs with the pastor and his wife. They went to two different churches. So oftentimes I was in two different churches, um, which meant that I spent a great deal of time in the church. So nonetheless, I knew how to pray. The one thing that was never truly communicated as I became of age and um, start to develop relationships with the opposite sex was dating and prayer. Why is it that we don't have conversations about being prayerful within a relationship or religion within a relationship, right? So let's fast forward to I am in a relationship with the man who I marry. Before marrying him, there was this huge thing where 
I would um, oftentimes go to church with his mom. Um, but we never talked about religion between the two of us. I prayed, but I never prayed for him per se or about what I wanted my spouse to have. Like if someone came to me and said, what are, what are the qualifications? What are the characteristics of a good spouse? I couldn't tell you head to tail like what it is that I truly, truly wanted. Outside, comma, of I wanted him to be a hardworking man because I didn't want, I just didn't want a louse. I didn't want someone who could not get out and help to financially help support his family. And there are several different reasons for that. I had never been exposed to someone who was not loving. I had not been exposed to someone who was not caring. Um, there was a lot that I was exposed to, but even in the dark times of my mom's relationships, they all, the guys who she dated, really loved her or they act as if they loved her. They um, had the characteristics of a kind and caring person. And I also saw how my grandparents, they interacted with one another and it was so loving and caring. So I, I didn't think that, oh, there's some knucklehead out here who's mean, even though I had been in a um, some bad relationships. And when I say bad, like the worst thing that ever happened to me um, as a teenager was that he cheated. That like destroys your whole world. Still destroying worlds, by the way, as an adult. But I won't harp on that. So with all that being said, no, none of the conversations that I had with my grandparents, my grandmothers or my mom, as it pertained to relationships, ever touched on praying. So how ironic is it that when we, my husband and I, start to have issues within our marriage, we had no idea how to pray about it. That was not even an inkling um, that we needed to pray. And it's really funny that this conversation does not necessarily come up in a lot of relationships when most churches happen in weddings. <laughs> most marriages are in um, weddings take place in churches, right? So you go to someone's um, wedding and it's in a church and they get married by a minister or a pastor or some religious being and figure. But there's not a discussion about prayer anywhere. Even in our premarital counseling, um, and it wasn't even a premarital counseling. We like got with the pastor and he really sort of talked very lightheartedly about the relationship. And then, oh, so how would you like for your wedding to um, flow? And that was pretty much it. It was like he was more of a coordinator. But again, nothing about prayer came up. It was not until things got really ugly. The infidelity took place. And I was trying to find my footing in the relationship. And I had come out of my spiritual realm, my spiritual world, because um, I found so many different excuses. And I talk about this on my um, balancing act episode, if you want to go back and reference that. How I was struggling to balance the life of, a, of a being a mom, being a wife, 
being an employee, being at school um, to finish my degree. And it was so many other factors and I was trying to balance them all. And one of the things that I let fall to the wayside was church. I mean, like who got time for church when you got a baseball game to get to an hour and a half away at eight o'clock in the morning? Like how, how are you going to do church? And guys, before you're like, well, you can do it online. This was my oldest is 18 now. So it easily was anywhere from 13, about 13 years ago before things were really popping on the Internet where you can actually watch your pastor preach. OK, so I would go here and there. My husband's not really big into church. He was raised in the church, but ironically, he's not big into the church. So even Wednesdays became an issue with me trying to get to Bible study because he been the coach called the shots about when practice was going to take place. And ironically, it took place on Wednesdays, even after our discussions. And it, it just became a blur to like, OK, I don't I can't which one of these things don't belong. I can't handle everything and church. But if I let church fall to the wayside, then I can still do the things that I feel are most important, which is being a really good mom, being there for all of my kids um, and their events and activities and everything and being a wife and showing up and putting on this face, even though things are so crappy. So I still got further removed away from learning really about praying. Now, remember, I prefaced everything saying that I pretty much came out the room knowing about prayer, knowing how to pray. But I never knew when to pray. Like we always pray, Oh, Lord, please let me get this job. Oh, Lord, let this man please propose. Oh, Lord, if you help me get through this drunkenness, <laughs> I'll never drink that again. We have all been in that moment. But when we want, th we want to be intentional in our lives in a positive way without it being like one of those um SOS calls that you put out for God to save you. We oftentimes don't do that. So what I'm learning to do now is be intentional with my prayer. I'm extremely intentional, like to the point that if someone says, I, I need for you to pray for me, I'm like, OK, when I go to pray, I pray by name, Lord, cover so and so where I may not know what this person needs. You do. So if I can do that for one of my friends, my family members, why am I not doing that for my husband? How many of us are actually taking the time to actually cover our husbands and wives in prayer to pray for their covering, to pray for their well-being? And it's not one of those, Lord, if you would just make this man do right. It's not one of those. It's one of those that, Lord, even though we're not on good terms, Hey guys, hey, it's your girl, just call me Jane Nicole. And guess what? With all this quarantine, this COVID, all this crap that is going on in the world, and then they're trying to open up Georgia again, y'all stay home now, seriously. But I know, girl, I know your nails look sort of rough. They got Corona nails and Corona toes. You don't want any of it, okay? I think they call it Koto. But anyhow, you can still look your very best on your nails. 
all you got to do is hit up my girl. She's actually my niece, guys, at Nailed by Naya. Hit her up on IG at N-A-I-L-D, the letter D, B-Y-N-Y-A, and that's Nailed by Naya, N-A-I-L-D-B-Y-N-Y-A. Hit her up, let her know that Just Call You Jay Nicole sent you. She's running some awesome specials. They're custom-made press-ons, and they're not like these ones you're running out to Walgreens and Walmart to get. No, ma'am. She's going to leave you in style with quality. So hit her up, nailed by Naya, and let her know. Just call me Jay Nicole sent you. Bye, guys. I pray his covering. I, I pray that you intercede in every area of his life so that he can be the, God, the, the man that you want him to be, Lord. It's one of those things where you pray because knowing and understanding that when you pray for him, you allow the blessings that fall upon him to fall upon you. That's what I'm talking about. Pray for your spouse. So now you guys are like, okay, so now she's told us how, how to pray, right? And I'm not trying to be on like this religious bandwagon and or platform and beat you with scripture. I'm not here for that. I hate when people do that. It's necessary sometimes, but this ain't that kind of show. The other part of the evolution of relationships that goes hand in hand with prayer is that when you take that wish list of a prayer Lord, make this man do this. Lord, if he if you just, you know, this, that and the third for, to him or you take that off the plate for yourself. Because sometimes what's on the plate, that stuff that you put on the plate is crowding the space for you to receive your blessing. It also. Those blessings are an evolution of yourself and sometimes of your relationship, right? Because we have to realize that when we change, the relationship changes. Now, we'll be quite honest with you that in the process of praying for yourself and your spouse and praying the covering for your spouse, not everything is going to be hunky-dory. Not everything is going to turn and be peaches and roses and you know, real, well, smell good types of things. Things may get ugly to the point, And I don't mean like ugly, like you guys are fist fighting, but things will be revealed to you that this relationship has come to a place where you guys are no longer. Meaning that the relationship dissolves. And I'm not saying that God wants your marriage to fail, but he can identify that that's not the person that you're supposed to be with. Because sometimes, guys, we are praying and we have that wish list of a spouse and God may present that person to you. And you're like, well, that ain't who I thought it was going to be. That ain't what I was really looking for. I really wanted this other person over here who ain't at all <laughs> what I'm saying my wish list is all about, right? So he will allow us to separate ourselves from the very thing that was not necessarily intended for us. 
We have to be prepared for that. That's an evolution of a relationship. Another, the, the, the perfect end point would be that in the process of you praying your spouse's covering, praying that God, you know, helps them and not in the way again for the wish list, but like when I say like to protect your spouse, like at, at night, as much as some nights I'm like this here gets on my last nerve and the last thing that I want to do is pray for his covering. I know that he is quote unquote the head of my household. And if he is not covered, we are not covered. So when I kneel and pray at night, I pray for his covering. I thank God for covering him. I thank God for protecting him and keeping him, returning him to this side of the house each and every day. Because I know that by me doing so, I continue to keep me covered. I continue to keep my boys covered. I continue to allow the blessings that God is and wants and desires to bestow upon the Walker household are delivered like our Amazon packets, right? <laughs> but seriously, I do all of that because I know that this is the right thing to do. When you look at the quintessential term of what a spouse is, you are the helpmate. And sometimes being a helpmate means that you have to spiritually help that person until they can get there themselves. My husband's not in the right frame of mind to be like, okay, well, I need to pray for my own salvation. I need to attend church. I need to be one with the word. He's, he's not in that mindset right now. His reasoning is his own reasoning. But I know that there is so much that God wants us to accomplish in life. From the fact that my oldest son was drafted to the fact that I went from no degrees to two degrees and working on a third degree. I mean, I'm not being arrogant. I'm being realistic, being honest and transparent with you all. There are some other things that are in the work and he's saying, OK, I'm giving you guys a chance to get it together. So I'm praying for my my spouse. I'm keeping him covered. Even when I don't want to. Because I don't want to fail me by being mean, holding a grudge, belittling, direct, you know, degrading him. None of that. Because when we do those things, it affects us first and foremost. Because I'll tell you right now, a good cussing out, don't do nothing but get your blood pressure all out. Make you feel good at, at first. But once you're done... Where it may feel like it soothed the savage. Sometimes those really harsh words that you said, they are very piercing and someone can pull that crap back up later. But you know what? If you go and you kneel before and you pray over your spouse, it's something that's freeing knowing that you gave it away. You gave it to God and you're like, God, I, I'm done with it. Let that will be done. Peace be with him. And I pray his covering. And then you get in that bed 
and you look at him and guys I know I look I don't always practice what I preach I'll tell you the truth but it is nothing like being able to go to bed and be at peace being at peace is so key so guys when you are neglecting to cover your spouse with prayer you are hindering the evolution of the relationship between not just you and your spouse, but between you and God and your own personal evolution. Don't just start rattling off God. Let him be six foot three with a stomach that is so cheap. No, don't be like, Lord, like the, you know, the songs say baby gap. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. Dig deep into your soul and think, think what life at 50, life at 70 will be like. Because looks only go so far. She ain't going to be able to always drop it like it's hot. He ain't always going to be able to do some of the things that he used to do. And as I said before, guys, for one of my other podcast episodes in sickness and in health, not every day is guaranteed. So if you are blessed enough to look back and you've been married to the same person 50 years, my grandparents are going to celebrate their, oh gosh, I can't even remember now. It's like my grandfather just turned 89. I want to say I, it's been a long time, <laughs> like 60 years, maybe over 60 years, probably that they've been together. Just think about that. Think about 60 years from now. When looks have failed, she does not look like the 20 year old you picked up 60 years ago. What things, what characteristics would you still like to have in a spouse? Those are the things you're praying for. And it's not check like, like a checklist. It's really specific. It is something that you can stand on time and time again. And then praying because you want the best for that person at all times. Even when you're upset, you want them to be safe. You want them to um, be progressive, meaning that whatever they desire in their hearts, they are able to accomplish. Because again, when they get blessed, you get blessed, right? So make sure we're covering our spouses in prayer. Make sure that we're understanding that they are a blessing to us, first and foremost. Even when times are bad, there is a blessing in the mess and once you continue praying about it things shall be revealed when you're covering them you are allowing God to break up that demonic spirit that is trying to seek and destroy the relationship that you're trying to have and when you break up that spirit it's also Making that spirit flee away from your spouse. Come on, y'all feel, y'all see that, that domino effect? You pray for him, breaks up that spirit, he goes away, and you get bay back, okay? <laughs> but guys, that is all that 
I want to say about prayer and the evolution of relationships. I pray that you guys are praying together because that is so very awesome to be able to do. But if you're not able to pray together, pray for one another, keep each other covered, keep each other lifted. And until next time, guys, stay blessed and stay prayed up. It's your girl, Jessica Nicole, and I am out. Hey guys, hey, thank you so much for tuning in and listening into this week's episode. As I've already said, I truly, truly appreciate you guys for just being here and listening to the sound of my voice. As always, please stay connected with me. Make sure you're following me so that you can get the latest and the greatest episodes that I drop every Wednesday for you. Just you. Yes, yes, you. And make sure you're connecting with me on all of my social media platforms. I'm on IG and Twitter, as well as Facebook. On Facebook and IG, I'm on there as Just Call Me J. Nicole, and that's J-U-S-T-C-A-L-L-M-E, the letter J-N-I-C-O-L-E, and on um, Twitter, yeah, they just wouldn't let me be great. So there I am. Call me J. Nicole. And again, that's C-A-L-L-M-E, the letter J, N-I-C-O-L-E. And thanks again so very much from my heart to your ears for taking the time to listen to me. And until next Wednesday, be blessed and stay safe out there.